0: All right, so a couple of years down the road, uh, you are able to retire. Cool. It seems that um, there was an accounting error uh, about, like, 20 years. Like, you could have retired, like, 10 years ago. Oh, wow. You just had, like, all this extra money that you had no idea about. Wow. Your accountant, this guy, uh, Biff Torques, T-O-R-Q-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was this guy that you knew in high school uh, and he was always like a nice enough guy and everything and you kind of assumed he was competent but it turns out that he wasn't and he just well, he didn't mean to do it but he just kind of screwed up your your uh, your money situation for a while so um, you're a little annoyed at this guy eventually he goes to jail for <laughs> crimes against humanity it's an unrelated thing so uh, you decide finally to retire. Okay. And uh, you find out about a, uh, a place that uh, is, is near um, where your uh, your son lives. So you're like, yeah, I guess I'll just retire here. It, it is, it's not super expensive. It's, it's near, you know, my son. And I don't know. Uh, it seems like a nice enough place. Uh, this is, uh, is the weather, what's the weather like? The weather there um, changes uh, like several times a day okay um where like usually in the morning it's like it's pretty cool out and then um around uh noon the weather starts to turn it starts to uh get uh drastically warmer okay from uh 215 to 2.30, there's no weather it's it's hard to explain uh but Limbo. It's just, okay it's a, it's a kind of a strange place it's called Softville okay Um Softville, uh, in the middle of uh, the town square, they have a uh, thirty-foot-tall nutcracker, uh, and at the
1: f- excuse me, do you mean the the German toy of a soldier or an actual lit- literal walnut cracker?
0: It's both. Okay, where it's like okay. it's it looks like. Yeah, that that old German okay. kind of nutcracker thing. It's holding like a giant uh, gun uh, and like a and like a sword in in, in his belt. Okay. The, the, the gun is clearly not real, but the sword is. Okay. Some say that um, in the world will never know peace until the sword of Softville is lifted by the chosen one. But you don't put much stock in talk like that. Uh, on the first day of every month, they. Um, they take a turtle and they put it in the nutcracker uh in the mouth.
1: Now they, how big of a turtle is this? Is this like a little dime store turtle from when I was a little girl or like a like a like a big just get just give me an idea of scale sure. um, of this of this thing.
0: They take a hundred and five year old turtle. Oh my god, that's I guess a horrible. tortoise, I guess it was, it was Oh my god,
1: that's was, horrible.
0: Well, they they don't kill it, they just kinda of put it in there. And um, so they don't actually make the the nutcracker oh. or, like, kill it or anything. They just put it in there, and the uh, the the tortoise screams the whole time. Okay. So for about eight hours, there is the deafening screams of a tortoise. But uh, other than that, it's, it's an okay place to live. Um, you know, So
1: I so I basically have moved into a cult.
0: A cult. Yeah, town. a little bit. You kind of don't really like. You kind of didn't get that. When you Before you moved? Until I heard the tortoise screaming. The, the scream of the tortoise kind of jolted you back to reality. Up until then, the it was kind of like a, a, a very screaming. nice place. Yeah, sometimes. Still screaming? Sometimes yeah. when you go to sleep at night, you can still hear the scream of the tortoise. The screaming of the tortoise. And you ask the townspeople one day you're like i don't understand like why do you guys put a tortoise there you don't even kill it like i don't don't get it and they kind of give you a look that makes you think like i probably shouldn't ask that question again
1: yeah just stay inside with earplugs next time
0: yeah of course um also for some reason um in the library that they have in town there's no dan brown books they just they just think he's not a good writer huh so i mean it's a nice enough place it's weird, but it's, it's, it's not very expensive and stuff.
1: Okay, so, well, well, that's really what counts. You get down to it.
0: Right, of course. Yeah. Um, so you are living there, and life's going all right, you know? Um, you are watching TV, and they actually have, like, a commercial, and they're like, <clears throat> From the makers of the hit game show, Who's Got It, comes Name That Tune. <gasps> I love that show. And you're like, it's like a reboot of Name That Tune. Oh, I love that show. And so you're like, hell yeah. And yes. and they say that like, we have yeah. open auditions um tomorrow. Come on down to uh to Applebee's and we will do the auditions there. And now is a
1: meal included or do I have to buy that separately?
0: No, the meal's not included, but uh they're doing it during happy hour, so prices are pretty reasonable. Okay,
1: well name that tune that would be older people like me. So, you know, we can all be on the street giving congestion and traffic all at the same time. <laughs> there you go.
0: there's a seven hour uh car there's a seven hour traffic like trying to get in there like it takes forever you get there early so you're like uh you get to go you audition the first like you know like a hour or so okay you're sitting there um you uh they have like a bunch of different like i said uh, appetizers on special um Mm -hmm. is there anything at at applebee's that you particularly like everything i just i just i love food Hell yeah, so yeah. Um, they have a new uh, part of the the restaurant called Dot Dot Dot, I Just Love Food. <gasps> and it doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it. There's like like lasagna, there is um, uh, like a pig with like a, 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 a apple in its mouth All that you right. can roast. Okay. Uh, it takes about seven hours. Just okay. like a traffic jam, you think that's kind of weird. But you have
1: to, but see, that that's good though. If You call and say, hey, I like a pig. I'll yeah. be there in seven hours and then it'll be fresh when I get there. Yep. Okay, the, I see I, planning in, involved in the this.
0: The pig of Applebee's.
1: Pig of Applebee's. Yeah. Of
0: Applebee's. yeah. Um, and you're kind of sitting there and uh, you're kind of like, like they're, they're also serving a lot of like Bloody Marys to people. They have like a Bloody Mary special. Mm-hmm. Um, They have a, a special there where you can get a Bloody Mary for a quarter, <gasps> but there's a one out of 20 chance that there's actual blood in it. So you kind of like... But it's a quarter. Come on. That's that's what I'm saying. Come on. People buy lottery
1: tickets with worse odds than that. People love
0: it, dude. And it's like you at one point, like you're sitting there and you look over and you see that there's 30 people drinking Bloody Marys Mm -hmm, and you realize mm -hmm. like someone statistically has blood in their drink. Okay. That's true. You look over. One of them, uh, there's uh, sticking out of their Bloody Mary is like a corny shown. And for a second... You almost feel like it says something to you, okay. But then you blank and like it's you realize like now that's just something that went into my head, and you are like that must was- have been all
1: those twenty five cent Bloody Marys I've been drinking. Oh yeah, yeah but they've yeah. gone
0: straight to your head. So you kind of, of think like all right, whatever. You put that out of your mind, um, and so they have uh, the audition there. There is this uh, TV show producer. Her name is uh, Melanie Catastrophe. Okay, MC. So she, um, it's her first big uh, production job. Um, So she's like kind of nervous, but like she's on top of her shit. You know what I mean? Like you see why they hired her. Yeah. Um, She has long brown hair that goes like several feet behind her. Like it's like on the ground and stuff. Like
1: Rapunzel. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's exactly like Rapunzel. And um, you realize like halfway, like after your interview with her is done, her hair has actually gotten a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah, so uh you guys have an interview and she just kind of talks to you about kind of like what, what kind of music did you grow up listening to mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Is, there, is there is there all a, kinds all yeah, kinds was there a favorite band of yours that you
1: had um uh, oh God don't put me on the spot um three dog night
0: three dog night like mm-hmm. so you you like you kind of mentioned that offhand mm-hmm. and she's like oh my god my mom growing up always played three dog night mm-hmm. so you guys kind of talk about uh you know 3dn and all mm-hmm. the different uh, ways that it's impacted your life um like like one time you were thinking to yourself like um you know uh, when you were like young you were like should I try to get a new job or something or what 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 should I do because I feel like I I'm happy where I am but I don't see a lot of room for advancement you were working at a uh, a crabbing company okay called get your hands off my crabs Mister uh, and uh, that was before the Me Too movement too of course yeah it was yeah, but I mean yeah. they but they were like. Uh, yeah you know, the guys who worked there were nice enough guys. You know what I mean they they they, they of course, would make, you know, dumb jokes and stuff. Yes. But like whenever it was just you guys like one on one, they're always just like, I gotta tell you, Bob, you're doing a fucking great job.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. yeah. Now get your hands off my crib.
0: and they do. By that point, you have their full respect.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Like, and so you remember you you were thinking like, well, should I stay around here? Get your hands off my crabs, Mister, or should I move on? And you listened to a, you fell asleep, you took a nap, listened to Three Dog Night, and uh, you heard like one of their deep cuts that you just were not familiar with,
1: Mm -hmm. and it
0: was just going like, the chorus would just go like, Hey Barb, you should quit that job. You should try to move on. Oh yeah, baby, daddy, I love to. (laughs) listen to m-
1: crab music
0: <laughs> so you uh you decide to, like quit that job 2 days later the the place explodes everyone dies except you <laughs> so it means a lot to you uh-huh and she's like all right i think that uh i think you're in i think i think we're going to have you on the show good deal and so she's like yeah so we're going to record it uh tomorrow they also they also like film it in that applebees applebees has started this new thing uh they offer tax incentives to um uh, tv shows and movies and stuff like that um so there's been a lot of stuff being like you've been noticing lately there's been a lot of tv shows and movies that are like they have like several pivotal scenes that take place mm-hmm. in an applebee's mm-hmm. and suddenly you're like oh that's why yeah you just kind of thought you're going crazy okay and also every time you'd see a movie or a tv show that had applebee's in it there was always a point where there was like a guy eating like i don't know fried pickles or something and when mm-hmm. you looked at those pickles Again, it's like for a second you almost heard a high pitched laugh.
1: Oh my God.
0: And uh, the smell of uh hair cream.
1: Oh my gosh. And it's not the twenty five cent margarita? At this
0: point, no. But like no, okay. you always you always kinda like after that happens, you'll like go what? And then like you'll sneeze or cough or something uh-huh. You just forget about okay. it. Okay. So um so you come back to the Applebee's uh the following day to shoot uh name that tune. The host is this guy uh named Timmy Gibbs. And okay. he's this guy, he's got the the biggest red afro you've ever seen in your life.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And you recognize him. You're like, Oh, I think my son knows this guy. My son's a comedian and so mm-hmm. is this guy. And like this dude is like a respected yeah. He's like a respected comic. He does a lot of TV work. Gets a lot of jobs to like local comics and stuff. Uh-huh. So he's he's pretty well respected uh, around the scene. <clears throat> so um, he starts the show off and he goes, "All right, who's ready to name me, me, that me, tune? me?" The whole crowd goes crazy. You go up first, and he's like, "All right," um, and he like does a li- and, like you guys like riff a little bit and uh-huh. do some shtick where he's like, "Hey, where are you from?" and all this stuff, and like he's like, "Hey, do you believe in?" Uh, do you believe in demons and stuff? And you're like, you don't really see what has to do with anything. But, uh, so he's like, all right, so we'll go over the rules. This could be a song from any point in human record, the recorded human history. So who's ready to name that tune. Let's go, Barb. Good luck. So he goes, all right, here's the first song. I and he goes seen. name, and the whole crowd goes that tune, and they yell it so loud that the roof literally comes off for just oh my a second. Gosh! Yeah, and you he, see that, and you're like, holy! Like you, you tell the manager afterward, and he's like, "I'm really glad you brought that to my attention." <laughs> so he goes, name. And he goes, name that tune, Barb. Uh,
1: somewhere in the night.
0: And he goes. Oh, no, you're wrong. And everyone boos. And then he reveals what the song is. He goes, he goes, yeah, that was Let It Be by the Beatles. Okay. The whole crowd starts singing along. Okay. Yeah. You can kind of like, well, whatever. And he goes, all right, round two. Who's ready to name that dude? You hear a, like a window in the back of the restaurant just shatter. <laughs> and he goes, all right, here we go, Barb, for 10 $1000 and the freedom of a political prisoner in North Korea oh name that tune <laughs> What is it
1: um Lady Madonna
0: he goes, no, let it be, again. <laughs> and so everyone goes, like, boo. It was the Beatles. I
1: was close.
0: You, you look over, and you see, like, a uh, everyone's booing so loud. And you're like, holy shit. And you kind of like look out the window. There's this uh, lady walking, uh, obviously uh, blind. Uh, she's got a huge black glass and stuff. And she's got with a, a service uh, dog. And, like, he's wearing a vest that says, like, hey, I'm a service dog. Don't, you know, pet me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you walk. And you, they're walking past. And, like, you look up. And, like, Both the woman and the dog look at you through the window. The woman gives you the finger. (laughs) Dog just shits all over the sidewalk.
1: And I just lost name that tune. And they're going to dump on me?
0: Yeah. So I just, all right, the final round. Round three of name that tune, who's ready to, and then they all scream, name that tune. You look outside, a single frog falls from the sky. Oh, my God. He's like, here we go, Barb. For five and a half million dollars and the answer to one life's mystery, name that to... Oh, I got this! I got this. He goes, "Go ahead, let it be." He goes, no, uh, <laughs> it is "Ice Ice Baby" by Vanilla Ice. Aww. And like at this point, everyone at like at this point, people are so, like the crowd is so mad; they're throwing chairs and stuff like that. They're Good. gnashing their teeth. Uh-huh. So you realize, like, I should get out of here before something yeah. happens. Yeah. So uh, name that tune is canceled uh, due to your performance. But uh, so you. you leave, and you're kind of like a little bit in a daze. Uh, you kind of like. Uh, you Decide, you, I'm gonna go for a walk to go to clear my head, okay? So, you kind of like go for a little bit of, uh, of a walk. You reach uh, there's this part of uh, sofa where there's a, a waterfall. Uh, Ooh. yeah, it's called Wally's Falls.
1: Why is it called Wally's Falls?
0: Um, no one knows, but they suspect it's because. There is a, a rock there in the shape of a, a W. Uh-huh. And on it says Wally's Falls. Someone oh, like, that, like that, that helps it. if it's
1: labeled. Yeah. Yeah. Someone thank labeled you, it. They wrote
0: it with a permanent marker. Oh,
1: permanent ooh, permanent marker. That's high
0: tone. It's been there for
1: Centuries probably. Three hundred years. Centuries, yeah.
0: So uh you kind of sit there and you're just kinda like looking at the waterfall and suddenly you hear this like weird like noise behind you, like a
1: zoop. Oh, that that would probably be the salsa and the beans I ate. <laughs> What do you do? I say, "Excuse me," and I move over. Or if there's anyone close to me, I point at them and laugh.
0: And you kind of think, like, "What the hell?" You feel like there's like someone behind you.
1: Oh God, I feel bad about passing gas. Then. Do you turn around? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 see what happens. I'll turn around.
0: So, standing in front of you is uh, four men. Oh God, Benjamin Harrison. Chester A. Arthur with those thick mutton chops.
1: Disgusting mutton chops.
0: William Henry Harrison.
1: He died in 30 days.
0: And Chet Lightning. And they go, one of them, uh, Benjamin Harrison steps forward and he goes, Hello, Barb. We are the forgotten presidents. Yeah. And then uh, Chet Lightning goes... Hey, it's me, <laughs> uh, Chet Lightning. A forgotten president. Will you help us out, Barb? You, well, you're kind of weird. I don't
1: remember you being a president, so uh, you know what the heck, you know, you poor guys. Yeah. So, so, so
0: Ch- Chet Lightning is a guy who was a president, but he's been completely forgotten.
1: Obviously, I completely forgot him. Like these yeah.
0: guys, you can look like the other guys, you can look up in in mm-hmm. the, the history book, but all mention of Chet Lightning has been stricken from record.
1: <sighs> Probably for good reason. With That whiny voice,
0: he goes, He goes, um, what do you mean? God, then he goes, No, nah, I'm just kidding, I get it, shit, lightning, and everyone, and everyone else is kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so, um, William Henry Harrison goes on to explain that, uh, they are a group of forgotten presidents and they it's their sacred duty to help protect. Uh, the time stream involving uh, presidents. Okay, and uh, you know they tell you that there's like several groups that 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 you know contribute to this. This is just their thing. Um, and so what happens is uh, Chester A. Arthur, and you look at those thick mutton chops, and you oh. think to yourself, how could a man with such pronounced mutton chops be forgotten from history? Lots and lots of trying,
1: apparently.
0: Gosh
1: thank god
0: so he goes on to tell you that the last corporation they are trying to sabotage the gettysburg address
1: oh how now sabotage it how
0: um they're like look we don't have a ton of of intelligence on this all we know obviously
1: no intelligence
0: all we know is that they're gonna you know go back in time and try to like ruin this bastards they go we got one shot at this barb we help us out shed lightning looks at you (sighs) he has such hope in his eyes
1: Wait a minute. If all of this hinges on the five of us, guys, I think
0: we're screwed. And Chet Lightning goes, oh, what do you mean, Barb? He has a tattoo of a lightning bolt uh, directly between his eyes. Every time he talks, it kind of lights up a little bit.
1: Oh, my God. Well, that's one plus, at least. Yeah. Redeeming feature. It it, it does
0: look kind of cool.
1: Well, I tell you. That way I won't be concentrating on Arthur's mutton chops anymore. Gosh.
0: You think that to yourself. Oh, but even gosh. out of the corner of your eyes, it's almost like the mutton chops have grown.
1: Ooh, ooh gosh. Ooh, she must be related to that chick with the long, long hair that keeps <laughs> mopping the floor in Applebee's. Yeah, I say, guys, let's go for it. Why not? Since I'm a loser and can't remember anything except let it be, might as well get rained on by frogs and make a blind lady's dog poop.
0: And then they all go like, yeah. They're Yay. all like super psyched that you agree to it. And then uh, William Henry Harrison is like, also like, how could you possibly be expected to be able to name those tunes? He's just clapping his hands like there's no.
1: This is true. It's
0: like there's not even like a hint. Well, it's like don't feel bad.
1: At least I got lots of drinks. That's he, what counted. He
0: goes, anyway, like the, the Beatles are overrated anyway. And it starts like, <laughs> like a small argument amongst those guys. You can tell that this has been brought up several times.
1: Oh my gosh. That
0: uh William Henry Harrison thinks it's like a cool thing to be like, uh the <sighs> Beatles aren't that great and everyone has to set Listen them straight. To it's this. this whole thing. Listen to this. So um so they're like, All right, well, we're gonna send you back. You have to we're gonna send you back to Gettysburg, uh, and we're gonna you gotta like save the president. They go. You bad. I enough? gotta save Lincoln. They look at you and they go. Are you a bad enough, dude, to save the president?
1: I don't know. I suck at a lot of stuff. Let's see what I if I suck at this too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: And so they all hold hands. Okay. And um, they like close their eyes and they're clearly all concentrating. Uh, a portal appears in front of you. Okay. What do you do? Do you enter it? Uh
1: yeah. Why not? Let's go see. I've you know what else do I have to live for now?
0: Sure. So uh, you walk through and you enter the portal. And as the portal closes, you just hear, "Uh, "Thanks for helping us, Barb. (laughs) You're a lot more nice than your son is to us." (gasps) at chet lightning, and then you just think to yourself, "How do they know my son?" And then the portal like closes. So you're in, uh, you're in Gettysburg. Okay, you're hanging out, and um, you're like, you can tell you're at the site that Lincoln would, you know, Lincoln's going to be there in just a a few Mm -hmm. minutes Mm -hmm. to give his his big address. Okay, and um, you kind of like look over. You see like a Mm -hmm. stagecoach, like, and you can see the silhouette of a giant hat inside. A cat hat.
1: Oh, giant hat. Okay,
0: okay. And you think to yourself, that bet that's where that motherfucker is. Okay. You kind of wonder why you said motherfucker. Like that's not like me. Yeah.
1: That no, that doesn't sound like me.
0: So, um, so what do you do? Huh. You notice that there's like some suspicious dudes kind of standing near it. They're wearing uh, like dark suits they have L on them and a bright oh, red letter. crap
1: leather. Crap um, hmm well I would actually have to be there to save the president obviously so he can do this. So uh, since I kind of stick out like a sore thumb wearing 2019 clothes and yeah. it is 1864. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what would I do. I guess start running around screaming and yelling. Running toward the uh toward the uh carriage with the president and hoping those guys chase me to get me away. So start actually spaz.
0: So you start running towards them yelling and screaming. Yes. And your plan works perfectly. Like those guys look up and they're like, What the hell is this about? And And they, they
1: recognize that I'm from a different time, like them. They're yeah,
0: they're definitely yeah, like, This is they, weird. They know. And so they know their
1: the jig is up as they say.
0: Yeah. So they they they're like they're they're like, get the hell away from us. Uh-uh, and like they yell uh-uh. at you and stuff and everyone kinda of looks over. And they're like, get away from the president. So you like, you run away. You manage to make your escape. Okay. You hide in a log. Okay. And um, when you
1: a log cabin, there you go. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you yeah, you get out of the know. log, and you notice that like someone's been like, you just hear someone go like, uh, "Hey, Mr. President, need um, I need I need your help with something." And so he gets out of his. Um, you hear him say like from inside. He goes like, "Well, okay." I'm just trying to sit here, trying to finish my famous speech. Okay. What's weird about it is that, and like you know, that you think it's kind of weird that no one ever brought this up. Uh, Abe Lincoln has one of the worst Maryland accents you've ever heard in your life.
1: Born in Kentucky, raised in Illinois, with a Maryland accent.
0: It's a little odd. So he he gets okay. out of the stagecoach, and you see him like walk away, um, and uh, it's like he leaves the door open accidentally. <gasps> And um, you see those like men in the suits. They were looking for you, but they noticed that like the stagecoach opens like here's our chance. You see them walk towards that door. Yeah. You see them crawl into that stagecoach. What do you do?
1: I follow them because I know that this guy's an imposter and they've got the real Lincoln trapped inside there. I know, oh my God. So this guy's going to give a really crappy speech. So I have to run in there and snatch the paper, snatch the paper from Lincoln's hand before they can do anything. And I go up to the podium and I give the Gettysburg Address.
0: So you run in and one of those guys in the suit had like clearly been like putting on a fake Abe Lincoln outfit. Yeah. Uh, and like he wasn't even trying. Like he had like a red beard for some reason. Well,
1: they didn't have TV back then. They didn't know what
0: Lincoln looked like. Just, sure. That's a point. Just a, good point, a yeah. few pictures, you know. And so, and the other guy, as the fake Lincoln is getting dressed, he's like okay. rewriting the Gettysburg Address. No, so it uh-uh, says like uh-uh. four score and seven poops ago. No, uh, no, I fell down and hit my bottom. Well, see, we had to learn it in
1: school, so I can say it from memory. So I run up there. By the way, I have to grab somebody' uh, piece of hair or something to stick down there for my fake beard, yeah. and I have to stand on something because I'm five foot three, and no one would mistake me for the great Lincoln. Sure, and oh, but I did have to snatch his hat though. Yeah, because come on, what's Lincoln without a hat? What? So I stand there and I. And I put all my feminine angst into it. And people are crying and sobbing, and it's wonderful. And there's dead bodies rotting in the field. And it's just like, and a Christian, just like I was on, I don't know, Netflix or something. Like, yeah. And yeah. And I so, give and I give the Gettysburg address.
0: So you Thank give you, the, you give the address and you have still have it memorized from your school days. Yeah. And yeah. you have like a like a fake beard on, and like uh you stole the fake link hat. had. Yes. Yes. Um, and you you give it flawlessly. Thank you. And people are like mesmerized. They're like, whoa, what is happening here?
1: Damn, I didn't know Lincoln was a woman.
0: Yeah. Well, well someone kind of like- like he, you, you can clearly see a couple looks of confusion on their face, but one guy's just kind of shrugs, and he goes, hey, and he goes, hey it's the 1860s. Yeah, you know, hey, you know, he goes, live and let live. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: we'd free the slaves, so you right. know it's just like, you know, gender equality here.
0: Sure, that's like, you can tell that's like their next big thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and so you give the address, and people are like, there's like a stunned silence. I'm and, I'm really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, they didn't like have microphones back then. Um, so you don't have like a microphone to drop, but I got a big
1: mouth though. So it carries.
0: Yeah. So like you pretend to drop a mic and stuff. They don't really get the reference. Uh, and as you walk off the podium, you're like, man, I, I I did it. I saved the Gettysburg address. And then you, you walk off the, uh, the stage, you slip on a banana peel and like, and you fall down the steps and there's like, what you didn't know about the Gettysburg address is that the, uh, the steps, there's like 90 steps leading up to the, um, the podium. So like you okay. fall down like 90 steps and uh-huh, land at the bottom. Uh-huh. And uh everyone is like, holy shit. And they all just start like laughing. Uh and So like, so,
1: so, so I gave the Gettysburg address. Yeah. And I was the mother of physical comedy. Oh my
0: God. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I moved to this town. You look over, you see, uh-huh. you, you see like these two dudes looking at you. One of them is like this big like fat dude, and the <gasps> other one is like a tall skinny guy, oh and they God. see that happen, and they look at each other, and they go, and um, one of them runs over to a uh, to a telegram. He, he wants to give a telegram, and you, you can see him going like, "Hey!" And he calls his cousin on the telegram, and he goes, "Hey, you know that new um, comedy thing you've been looking for? I think I found it." You know who that was, don't you? That was Wilbur Barnum, P.T. Barnum's
1: fat brother. Yeah, that's what it was. So
0: what ends up happening is uh, you do end up uh, inventing physical comedy. Thank you. The problem is that because it was so successful, everyone just forgets the Gettysburg Address. So like you technically save it, but like no one remembers it. So uh, you time travel back and then the, the forgotten presents are in front of you and they go, well, you did it kind of. Well, and yeah. Chet's like, "Way to
1: go!" Oh, like, you know, like I just fell down ninety steps, guys. I I gotta take
0: a nap. And he goes, "A sweet dream, Barb." <laughs> I'm Chet Lightning, and then yeah. they all a bolt of lightning hits the group. Wow. They all disappear. Wow. You're like, uh, "Oh, this is weird." Uh, so you go home. Uh, you take a, a nap. Uh, you dream of a howling void, uh, and then when you kind of like wake up, because suddenly it's gotten remarkably chillier in your room oh my gosh okay and you think to yourself what the hell and you look up and standing in front of you is this guy um without a shadow of a doubt he is the most bald man you have ever seen in okay. your life
1: okay he's got does he have eyeball- does he have like eyebrows and eyelashes
0: none not even he's
1: like like a cue ball like an egg
0: yeah um okay. he's got icy blue eyes Okay. you think to yourself if the if Mary the mother of God were on this planet and they had a moat around her castle that moat would be the color of this guy's eyes wow it's got teeth like sharks that would all be enough, like weird enough but he's wearing the sharpest suit you've ever seen in your life You. you do f- I
1: compliment him on his attire would you sure i would he hey goes, bald guy to a sharper teeth and, and and piercing blue eyes you really rock that suit
0: and he goes thank you okay. my name is ice bones jones head oh. of communications for the lanolax corporation oh geez louise
1: look haven't i had enough of you guys to deal with today good grief i changed history i created an entire new art form i saved a president of the united states uh, what else do you guys want from me i got a uh, I was sleeping here, and now it's cold. Okay, Mr. Jones, what do you want from me?
0: He goes. He goes. The Gettysburg Address was my favorite speech of all time,
1: and I and, saved it, Mr. Jones. Thank goes, you much.
0: And he goes, yeah, some saving. And he opens up like a history book that's been like altered by your oh, time gosh. travel, and it says like it says like yeah, on the day he was scheduled mm-hmm. to give uh, an address at Gettysburg, uh, Lincoln uh, gave a. a for some reason uh just fell down 90 stairs and it was the funniest thing anyone had ever seen uh they go so yeah so the uh what he actually talked about in the address we don't really Ah. know so that's been lost to history but hey what can you do
1: well since you're the Lanalax corporation you're ultimately and and just omnipotent why don't you guys figure a way to get this speech out? Why don't you guys do that? Why are you putting it on a retired nurse from Illinois? Hey, I'm on a pension, you know. I had a crooked, crooked accountant. Oh.
0: So he blinks, and suddenly you're fully encased in ice. And, and then he just goes... Oh,
1: great, now I gotta pee.
0: Yeah, and he goes, huh. And he goes, enjoy hell. He walks out, he puts the... Um, the heat on in your house to a hundred degrees and you slowly melt. Uh, So then uh, enough of your body uh, melts away uh, that eventually like everything is just gone. And now you're just like a puddle in your bed.
1: Well, that happens at my age, you know, we, you know, I wear, you know, I wear incontinence products. So I'm used to being a puddle.
0: And then you're uh, like reabsorbed into like nature. (gasps) You know what I mean? And so you uh, go up into like, the clouds and stuff and so for the next uh 200 years you're just part of like the cycle of rain coming down to the planet and then evaporating back up you do that for several hundred years uh, like i said eventually there's not enough of you left for it to happen and um you your soul uh finally uh dies and knows peace
1: please tell me that while i am rain that i get to rain on that land sky's uh barbecues and stuff
0: you don't come anywhere no, okay. close you just yeah. land not uh, on his
1: car like he's washed his car or anything no. I don't get to rain it, on any of that stuff it doesn't
0: matter where you're reabsorbed into and to what cloud you always rain on an Applebee's
1: well I think that's only apropos
0: yeah I'm and giving then, him
1: back some of those 25 cent drinks they gave me
0: once your soul is uh, is done you go to hell
1: oh now that's disappointing <laughs>
0: yeah
1: that's disappointing
0: A lot of this was disappointing.